around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad to have you, thrilled you could take the time to join us. And Terry and I have just prayed as we began the broadcast, believing God that what we say today is going to minister to you. And that ministry concept is that God's going to be able to talk to you. You'll hear the voice of the Lord. You'll, we're going to talk to you with uh, and talk so that your outer ears hear, but it's those inside ears that the Holy Ghost, the voice of the Spirit of God, will minister to you and give you um, an elevated perspective that you need for your daily life. So, darling, we're just going to begin to share with the people we've just gotten home from um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. <laughs> and um, That is very true. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we just got home from a restaurant because we that's where we just got home from. No, was, we, uh, was, we went out and had our anniversary dinner. Yes, we did. Uh, even though our anniversary was a couple of days ago, we were, yeah. we were traveling on an airplane all yes. day, three different airplanes, getting back from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's right. That's but right. Uh, happy anniversary to you. Thank you, darling. Happy anniversary to you as well. Thank you. You know, we've been married... 92 years. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? And you will explain that, of course, to folks. Oh, well, you know, Dean and Renee were married 44 years, and uh, Jackie and I were married 44 years. That's 88 years. Right. And then Renee and I have been married four years. That's 92. 92. So we've got 92 years combined married. I think we like marriage. Yes, and we have lots of experience, and... Mm. Uh, you know, we, we got married so young, so we've been married our whole life. Well, you there know. you go. I spent two years as a widow. You spent uh, a little over one, and we were just, you and I together here, we just tried to make it all keep happening for our families and grandchildren and, and the ministry. Yeah, I didn't spend a year as a widow. I spent it as a widower. Widower. Well, yeah. <laughs> widower. Widower. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Now, you know, I have to talk about that sometime on the podcast because, right. I, I, you know, once I, once Jackie passed away, Nadine had already passed away. Right, right. Jackie passed away suddenly and unexpectedly and, and nothing wrong with her, not in the hospital, not hooked up to anything, not, not in anything. She had just had a uh, shoulder replacement right. that week and uh, had been out of the hospital several days with that. And then I went to preach up in Wisconsin and uh, called her and talked to her on that Saturday night, and she was happy and upbeat, and everything was great. And we talked for a little bit, and then she said, well, I'm going to take my medication here they gave me and, and, and go to sleep. She's having to sleep in a, in a recliner because of the, the shoulder, shoulder replacement. She mm-hmm. couldn't lay down flat in a bed. And I said, okay, I love you. And she said, I love you. And so I talked to you more. She said, okay. And she went to sleep and woke up in heaven. So, uh, you wow. know, she just, she just left. Uh, but anyway, once, I, once she was gone and... And after a while, I, I knew that I wanted to get married again. And um, I, I knew I didn't want to be alone for the rest right. of my life. I knew I had lots of ministry to do and lots of things to do, and I didn't want to be alone doing that. And, uh, you know, Renee, I just I, I just kind of made a, a a list. I mean, a, 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 what would you call it? A pool to draw from, you know. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I sit and said to myself and to some friends, I said, you know, the, my, my pool to draw from right. is very... Uh, very limited, because I was very specific in what kind of woman 
that I wanted beside me in the ministry and to share my life with me and to continue my life with me and and to be my wife and and to to uh, you know mother be a mother to my children a grandmother to my grandchildren and right and uh, and you know one one thing I absolutely wanted for sure was a a widow mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of pastors had dates lined up for me you know I mean almost every church I'd go to their brother Terry wants you to go out this woman wants you to go out this woman <laughs> one one pastor had four women he wanted me to go out with he said they're all they're all beautiful they're all rich they're all healthy you know they're all great. And we want you to. I want you to go out with them. And I said, No, I'm just. I'm just not ready to do that. Uh, and so I didn't date anybody, you know, including you, you know. And I just. Um, I, I. But I had a list. I had a. I had a pool. And uh, number one on that on that list was a a a widow. Right. And there's nothing wrong with divorcees. It's just that I I was a widower. And right. so I wanted a widow. I just thought it was only fitting, only right, that if I had stayed to the end and my wife passed away, that I wanted a woman that had stayed to the end and her husband passed away. And and, and so, you know, I probably, you know, and so I, I said, and I want a, certainly a Christian. You know, right. that's number two. Right. You know, and then I want a word of faith Christian, number three. You know, I want a Holy Spirit-filled Christian, number four. Right. You know, I want a, I want a woman that, that uh, uh, believes in missions. Right. And that will travel around the world, right? And that knows I give our money away. I should <laughs> be saying check, check, check. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And you know, and a woman that knows that that uh, right. that I'm going to receive money and believe God for money and have money, but yet I'm going to give it away, and right. that we're we're going to live to give. And That's so right. that pool kept narrowing. If you look at it as a funnel, it just kept narrowing and narrowing and narrowing right. and narrowing to to find the woman, mm-hmm. a woman that could fit all those, you know, like you said, check, 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 could check off those, those lists. And, uh, and I didn't actually sit down and make a, a, make a list with women's names on it, but yet in my head, I just, I just went through, Hey, the widows I know, you know, and I probably knew 30, 30, 40 widows, you know, and, uh, and, and that were Christians, you know, that were word of faith, you know, and that, and that were, uh, you know, spirit filled and, and uh, uh, most of them believed in missions, and I didn't know how they felt about giving money away. But, you know, I just, I, 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 there was this pool just in my head. But, you know, I never went out and dated any of them, including you. In fact, you, you know very good and well. I just, I just asked you one night, and we were all together. We were together with all of, with all of my family. My whole family was together at the beach. Uh, and then Michael and Brenda Williams, who, I, who, who Jackie and I had gone to the beach with several times, taking their family and our family and gone to the beach together. And uh, and then uh, had invited you down. Michael and Brenda had invited you, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, in fact, I invited you, but unbeknownst to me, right? Uh, not to come down and stay, but just to come down and visit because it was close to Houston. You lived right. in Houston, and so right. they asked you just to come down for a couple of nights, you know. And uh, so here you were uh, there one night helping Julie make dinner, you know, and <laughs> slicing potatoes for yeah, fried we potatoes. Making fried potatoes. And uh, fried I just taste. I just around you and, and just kind of slap you on the arm a little bit and just said, hey, how about going to dinner with me tomorrow night? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. And uh, Julie and the kids and, and Michael and Brenda kind of laughed about that since then. They said, you started chopping potatoes really fast after that. <laughs> but uh, you and I just went out to that one, one meal um, uh, the next night and uh, went to Red Lobster. And then at Red Lobster went from there to CVS and to Walgreens <laughs> and picked up some... You know, you said it was an old folks' day. It was an old folks' day. And, we went but, to but Red our, Lobster, but you remember two sitting there at Red to get Lobster. Our prescriptions. <laughs> but, but you know, you remember sitting there at Red Lobster. I mean, I, we had known each other since right, 1974 right. intimately. I mean, I mean, Jackie and and I and you and Dean, you know, have traveled together and and 
ministered together and vacationed together and raised our kids together. And I mean, you know, we're dear, dear, dear friends for 40 uh, years, uh, since 1974. And so uh, I remember sitting at Red Lobster with you and saying, you know, uh, I guess this is a date. And on a date, you're supposed to figure out you know, something about the other person. And I said, right. you know, I know everything there is to know about you. You know, I said, what, uh, you know, what am I going to ask you? Do you have any kids? I know your kids. You know, I'm right. godfather to your daughter, you know, and I, right. I helped Dean teach your boys to hunt and fish and took them on trips all their lives and helped raise them. Took them to the mission fields numbers of times. You know, so what am I going to ask you? What movies you like? I know what kind of movies you like. What kind of food you like? I know <laughs> what kind right. of food you like. I mean, right. I know I knew everything there was to know about you, and you did me as well. I mean, there weren't any surprises. And uh, so I looked at you, and I, and I said all that to you. I said, well, you know, I know you, your kids. I know you know what you like to eat. I know what, you, what kind of movies you like. I know what you believe. I know what you believe mm-hmm. God. You know, I know everything there is to know about you. So there's no point. I see no point at all in dating. You know, let's just get married. You want to marry me? You know, and you said, well, Sure. <laughs> and so here we are four years later. No, that's but right. you know, if these that's kids right. today could do that and, and people today that are, that are, they're, they're single and wanting to get married, mm-hmm. if they would do that same thing and say, father, I'm, I'm not willing to settle right. for a center girl or a center guy, you know, Samson, Samson went and got him a center girl and it caused all kinds of trouble. His mom and dad said, you need to keep your, yourself in God's camp right. and you need to marry a godly woman and marry a woman that, that, that serves Jehovah God and right. loves Jehovah God. And he said, nah, I want one of those other girls down there from the Philistines camp. Mm. And, uh, you know, we know what happened to him. He died. Uh, but, you know, if, if people would make, make a stand, I mean, I know, I know a lot of Christians today that get divorced or, or some, right. some get widowed or widowed, but, but most get divorced. And uh, they just turn right around and date anybody. I mean, just this first thing that comes along, you know, the first guy that's cute, the first girl that's pretty, right. you know, and they just they just start dating and say, well, I'll fix them later. No, 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 no. You don't fix them later. You you make sure you know what you're getting into uh, when you get into it. You know, you and I getting married, knowing each other for 40 years, there were no surprises. Right. I mean, I highly recommend marrying somebody you've known for 40 <laughs> years. And uh, and there weren't any any surprises. and. And and we got married fairly quick. We got married within a year of Jackie right. dying, and and uh, and I knew some people wouldn't like that. And and uh, yet I looked at my calendar, and I said, to you, I said, you know, if we're going to take a honeymoon, if we're going to have any days off right. to take a honeymoon, we can either do it in September, or we can do it in January. But I can't do October, November, December. I'm just I'm my, my schedule is just totally full. Right. And so and so it's February and March and April. But I've got time in January to take a honeymoon. I've got time in September to take a honeymoon. And I said, frankly, people would be happier with us if we'd wait till January, because uh, it might look better, you know, right. be, be, be over a year, uh, be a year and four months. Uh, I said, but frankly, I don't want to go through the holidays alone again. No, that's right. And I said, I know you've already gone through the holidays alone, uh, and I, I know you don't want to do it again. So right. why not let's just get married and go take a honeymoon in Cancun, and, and let's just <laughs> preach around the world. And, and uh, man, we hit the ground running. We got married. We did. And it wasn't just a couple of weeks after our marriage that I took off for Romanian. Right. You would have gone, but couldn't because your uh, your niece was getting yeah. married, and you had promised to not only be at the be at the wedding in San Francisco, but to take your mother. Yeah, to uh, To take Mary in. <laughs> it was just a very small family gathering, so wedding. I knew I would have been missed. And my mother, right. well, um, sure, and just one time for me and my mother and and sister, I would love to have gone and would have been invited to go. Yeah. I was no, committed right. to go to Romania. Right. So because my sister and brother-in-law have been partners with <coughs> oh, they've been partners. Yeah, for Wayne decades. and Kim been partners with me for well, decades. like you said, decades. Yeah. And I've known your mom forever. What a delight she is! You know, 
you know, a couple of years ago, she told me, she said, Terry, quit buying me all this stuff for Mother's Day because we took her to Mexico with us twice on Mother's mm-hmm. Day. And, yeah. and then we did some other nice things for her on Mother's Day. And she said, Terry, stop doing You don't have to do all this stuff. And I said, look, Marianne, I said, I've known you for 44 years, you know. And, uh, and I said, Jackie's mama died in 1978. So I mm-hmm. didn't have a mother-in-law very long. Right. Jackie's mama loved me. And, uh, and, but she, she, we got married in 69 and she died in 78. Uh, her mom died in 78. I said, so I haven't had a, had a mother-in-law right. since 1978. And I said, I'm just delighted to have a mother-in-law. And I said, and I love you and you love me. And, and, uh, and so we just want to, I want to bless you, you know, as a, as a mother-in-law. So we just had a great time, and you know she's such a sweetheart, and she's ninety yes, she years is. old, and she's not sick, 90, not on any medications, oh, no. and just sharp and just smart sharp, and godly. And, you know, and uses her iPad, uh, you know, profusely <laughs> and prolifically, and yes. makes her mobile deposits or whatever else she wants At to 90. do. At ninety, and so yes, uh, still so drives anyway, and But cooks uh, I didn't mean to get on that. I just start off saying I ought to talk about it sometime. So I guess sometime. this was the sometime to talk about it since it's our fourth anniversary. Well, it and is. of course, we'll just take anniversary month all month, and we'll play and enjoy. No, and we right. had great meetings in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, yes, with uh, Pastor Mike Bang and his sweet wife Vicky. And they've been friends of mine for and Jackie's for many, many years, right. and then now friends of yours for four years. And just we just had a great time with them, and, and wonderful time. They got a great church, Faith Family Church. If you ever have a chance, folks, to drive into that area and be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, their church is right downtown, and it sits up on a hill. And a beautiful building. The inside of it is uh, built. A replica. A replica of John Wesley's church in London. And the church itself has, on the outside, has a beautiful lighted red cross on red top of it. Red neon cross. Every time we, we see that cross, yes. I, I comment on it and think about it and talk about it and enjoy that big old red neon cross right down, downtown Sioux Falls. South Dakota, and, it's and you know their children's town. their children's ministry. We oh, bragged about their goodness, children's yes. ministry forever. They actually brought in people from Disney, yes, and had them do the whole wing and and and, and a lot of rooms, not one room, but yeah. I mean a whole lots, wing upstairs, downstairs. Lots of money uh, invested, big in their time children. money invested in their children. Believe in God to raise those kids to be word people, and they've got and, such godly and just workers. Beautiful. Oh, I mean, any kid would love to go there. For one little boy that came as a visitor <laughs> last year <laughs> when we were there two years story. ago. One little boy, kid. his grandmother brought him to church for, for the, the first, first time. time. They were she's her first time too. They were right. visiting. Yeah, she put him in children's church, and he just thought it was the grandest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And uh, when church was over, she went to get him, and he was gone. He, he wasn't there. They couldn't find him. And I mean, they? everybody was panicking. Here, this grandmother saying that her her grandbaby's lost, and man, they first they locked visitor. the first time visitor. They locked uh, the church down and called security. And I mean, they hunted <laughs> high and low, and hunted scoured those children's wings about. Oh, Goodness, you know, ever, ever nook and cranny and, and, uh, and, and it just, just, man, as it went on, it just got worse and worse and worse. And where is this little boy? And all of a sudden, one of the children's workers went over to one of the, the fake trees. It was a pulpit that, yeah. that the Disney people had made and pulled it out. And that little guy was hiding. He wasn't Instant. asleep. He was hiding, he hiding not hiding, wanting to leave. And they were calling, to leave. he heard them calling his name and heard his grandma calling his name and heard all the church people calling his name. And he just kept quiet because he thought, I'm not leaving this place. This is great. He went and hid <laughs> up inside the pulpit and just uh, was in no way intended to go home. He was going to be there for the rest of the <laughs> What he figured out would be a good time for him. And you What know, great I, pastors to spend that kind of are, money they are and just do amazing that kind of, uh, of, of an operation. 
to yeah. bless kids, to reach kids, to reach the next generation. Right. And just absolutely, uh, I'm just so impressed and so appreciative. Reminds me of our dear friend Jerry Moore in, in, in Words of Life in, right. in Miami. Right. Here she is, a widow and 83 years old. 83. And, uh, right. and here she's starting a whole new children's building. She says, I'm, you know, the old We're building needs to, be, building. needs to be rebuilt and redone, and it needs to be a big, fun place for kids. So here she is That's starting right. a whole new building project for the kids' ministry, for the youth. Uh, at at eighty three years old, I'm just so proud of her. And, there, and you know, it's it's not cheap these days. You know, no. hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million dollars can oh, go yeah. into children's oh, ministry absolutely. in a heartbeat. Sure. And I I look at pastors and ministers that the that the Lord has called into this generation, and it's just <clears> astounding <throat> to me. Like Vicky and and Michael, they are bang. They are so talented and so gifted. And the way they have administrated their church and built their church. And then Jerry and Moore and their family. It's just amazing to me the people that God is calling uh, to do the work. And then the people that God calls alongside them to work with them. them. Um, Well, you know, know, like you said, they're so talented. The first time I met Vicki, I I would preach for for them at the church years and years ago. And uh, walked in her office, yeah. And she, it was just gorgeous, just gorgeous. And I yeah. said, "Your office, Vicky, is beautiful." And she said, "Well, I did this all myself." Or I asked her, "Did you do this?" She, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I said, "You know what? You've got the taste that Jackie has." I said, right. "Jackie would love to come up here <laughs> and see what you've done." And right. she said, "She, said, you think she'd like this painting? Big old painting of an angel on the wall." Yeah. And I said, "Well, I know she'd like it." And she, so she sat at home with me. Oh. And uh, then we had moved to Tulsa. Just, just. Just shortly, just recently, we had moved, right. uh, and so the house was still in boxes, and, and things were still getting unloaded, and and, right. and and no decorations, and and wallpaper that needed replaced, and and rooms that needed painted, right. and, uh, and 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 Vicky and Mike just said, you know what? Said uh, y'all are getting moved in down there, and and uh, you think Jackie'd like my kind of decoration? How about I just go down and help her? And they came down here to Tulsa at their own expense, and uh, just totally redid our home right i mean they put wallpaper in places they put paint in places michael just painted freehand no no tape or Is nothing he something? just paint you know paint yeah. a whole room you know freehand an and then and then we had the money because people had given us money to for to decorate but vicky went out vicky and mike went out and just bought all the stuff in our house i mean they used our money and they bought it but bought our dining room suit bought our wow. bought our kitchen outfit bought our our bar stools bought mine and jackie's bedroom suit you know i mean just just absolutely decorated our home, right, right. and uh, and that was years and years ago. And of course, we this with this this weekend was with her. She said, uh, "You've upgraded since then, haven't you?" And that update, I know it's still like you left it. She said, "Oh my lord, she that's got to all be that's got to all be yeah, updated." And, right. <laughs> so anyway, well, there. But what a good ministry we had. I did the men's meeting Thursday, yes, Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Right. And those men were so excited and so so turned on to the word and so blessed and. And uh, we just had a tremendous time. I taught spiritual authority, among other things. Right. And then Sunday morning, it was just, it was Grandparents' Day. So they had all these kids do grandparents' songs right. and a lot of visitors there. And and uh, and I ministered on God's a good checker player. And I tell you, people were blessed and ministered to and touched. And, and it, it was just a great weekend. You know, we just hadn't hardly been home. I mean, we came straight no. home from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and spent two nights in our own bed and went straight to Sioux Falls. Right. And we'd come back from Lima, Peru. And, and, a week and, before. And, and Lima, Peru for two weeks and, and Miami, Miami for, for a week. week and slept two nights in our own bed and went to Mexico. Yeah, then in Mexico, we, we ministered and were with Wayne Myers and, and Martha and then came home and we uh, two nights in our own bed and 
and, and went to Sioux Falls. And so now we're going to be actually about four nights in our own bed and before we have to go to Lake before Charles. We go to, I say have to, before we get to go to Lake Charles, Lake Louisiana, Charles. and minister for our dear friends Brian and Natalie Fitkin. And that's going to be just a tremendous time. And then just back home for a couple of days and off to Florida right. and back home for a couple of days and off to Canada. Well, it seems like this generation, we're, we're doing what Nehemiah said. I, th- I love the book of Nehemiah because he, he talks about how they built, rebuilt the wall of Jerusalem with a shovel in one hand and a sword in the other. Yeah, yeah. And people are so busy, they're having to work to take care of their daily life and then a sword to fight off Absolutely. the spiritual battles. You no, know? that's right. And, and, this is and not time to lay down. Reason. This is time to keep, I mean, keep, yeah. your, keep your neck on a swivel right. and watch your kids and grandkids and, and your ministry and your oh, marriage and your health. Just because the devil's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus told yeah. us that. We ought to know it's true. The devil came to steal and kill and destroy. And uh, we've got to be vigilant and have a, have a sword in one hand, uh, I mean, ready to do battle. That's right. You know, and, and I know it's so important for every one of you to be hooked up in a good local church. Oh, absolutely. People are not perfect. Um, churches aren't you know, perfect. Per- churches aren't perfect. As long as there's people there, it's not perfect. Yeah. And if but, you're there, it's not perfect. And But I just, I just am looking at scriptures here today. It always reminded me of what Brother Osteen taught, and I go back to it so often. Uh, the book of Ephesians, my, my whole, the whole book of Ephesians is so written up and marked in, in my Bible. But, but in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, the Apostle Paul is teaching here, it says that God gave gifts unto men of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He said in his intention, in other words, God's plan for them was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints that they might do the work of the ministry toward building up Christ's body, the church. So the whole purpose of teachers and leaders mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> in the body of Christ is to build up people that they might do the work of the ministry. And I can remember, no, exactly right. I can remember Brother Osteen teaching a, a, a message. He taught at our church at Lakewood and came down and taught at our church only the second time called Every Believer a Minister. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just a message they used at Lakewood for decades. Like I say, every believer is a missionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every believer is called upon to do the work of the ministry. Yeah. And it's the ministry, it says, that you we might develop and all attain unto the oneness of the faith and that we might come into the comprehension of the full knowledge of God that we might mature into manhood and, you know, maturity, adulthood, and that we might have the full measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and the completeness that's found in him by being a part of the bigger picture. And it's just amazing to me that if we isolate ourselves, I see people do that all the time. They think they're going to be great. Well, isolation is the biggest, the biggest oh, trick of the terrible. devil. The biggest trick of the devil. Because but you know, all that, what all that's saying is, is to do the work of the ministry. That's not talking about standing in the pulpit preaching. No, it's that's not. That's talking about all those things you just read about. To yeah, do right. all those things, to help people, love people, lift people, bless people, be part of a church, be, be a super help to your pastor. I mean, grab right. your pastor's coattail and say, Pastor, you pastor this thing and I'll back you. No, that's and you'll right. be a great cohesive unit, much like David and his mighty men of valor that says they had, they had wisdom of the times and knew what Israel ought to do. That's right. They knew how to set the battle in array. They could oh, fight right. with right hand or left hand, yeah. use a sword to the right hand, the left hand, the sling stone to the right hand, the left hand. These guys were these guys were ready and back in David all the way. Well and it takes education it takes a believer that's educated 
in the Word of God and somebody that understands the call of God in their life and how valuable they are to the kingdom of God. Because in the third chapter, it says that God's had a plan all along about this, that that all the saints would work together, both Gentile and Jew, he's saying in in the third chapter, and to enlighten all men and make plain to them the plan of salvation, the mystery that's been hidden. But this is the part I like so much, Terry. The purpose is that through the church. Through the church. Through the church. And that's what chapter 4 is saying. That, See, so that many we ministries have gone outside the church. We right. need to be in the church. That's why I stay in churches. That's why that's I right. preach for churches. I don't go into a, into a town and rent a holiday inn or rent a convention center. I mean, I stay with the pastor. I say, you know, as long as the pastor will have me, I'll be in the church. No, that's right. The pastor won't have me anymore than I'll be out in the field somewhere. But I, I'm, I'm, I believe we ought to be in a church and, and helping the pastor get the job done. Well, and that's what these two chapters of Ephesians 3 and 4 are talking about, is that this verse 10 here in Ephesians 3, the purpose that God had. God had a plan. God had a plan. He made it plain through the Lord Jesus Christ. And now he's showing us that his purpose was through the church. He might show the, this is amplified, I love it, complicated, (laughs) complicated, many-sided wisdom of God with all of its infinite variety and innumerable aspects that each one of us are like like the the outray of a diamond you know how it'll it, it'll uh, a crystal sure. you know will refract on sure, the wall when the light the goes through yeah. it you know each one of us show the world some aspect of the Lord Jesus Christ no, that's right that's and right. that that's why we need to be centered as it says here in Ephesians 4, one Lord, one baptism, yep, yep, one God, yep. one name, one spirit. But you know, it takes work and it takes commitment. It and does. it takes faithfulness. I love to go back to a church in year after year what everybody and looks see like the and same does. people or the same staff that right. are faithful. I tell them all the time when I see them, I say, God honors faithfulness. It's so good. Right. You know what I told the men in South Dakota? I know you weren't at those meetings, but uh, I told the men in South Dakota, I said, there's no victory at bargain prices. No, that's right. Isn't that right? There is no victory at a bargain, at bargain price. prices. Mm-mm. It's going to take us getting in there and working and getting the job done. Well, and it takes people that, you know, when you grow up here, as it's talking about in Ephesians 3 and 4, you grow up, you learn to come into the full stature. You begin to mature in the things of God to where you walk humbly before the Lord. You're not offended at things. Right. You're able to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. You're able to just be faithful, yeah. regardless of your God emotional. God faithfulness. Regardless of your emotional and mental well, state right. about things in life, that's right. And you're able to, like you know, the New Testament teaches, gird up the loins of sure. your mind, sure. and begin to say, "No, wait a minute. I'm going to think this way. I'm going to take this thought out, and that's I'm going right. to put this thought that's in. Right. I'm going to cast this one down, and I'm going to exalt this yep. one. Yep. And you begin to take control because well, science, the word, word tells you to bring into into captivity every. Every thought, that every would, thought, that every thought that exalts itself against, against the knowledge, knowledge of, God. of God. In other words, if it's against the Word of God, if it doesn't agree with the Word of God, you need to you bring it, it into captivity. Yeah. And the original language there says to arrest it like a dangerous criminal. You know, oh, I teach good. on that on my series on uh, pulling down strongholds. No, that's right. Such Christians don't know much about about strongholds and about the, mental, the, the mind, mental, mental things. Because most churches don't talk about your mind. They somehow think it's weird or, or bad to talk about your mind. Right. There's a lot of scriptures about your mind. Oh, in fact, it tells us to yes. let the same mind be in us that's also in Christ Jesus. It says that we have the mind of Christ. And so uh, when we get a thought, you can't stop thoughts from coming. 
But whenever they come, you need to arrest it like a dangerous criminal if it's in a contrary to the Word of God, if it's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Because if you don't, then that thought, that thought, when you give it place, when you give it position, when you give it authority, when you get, you know, then it, then it can become an imagination. And you don't want a thought to become an imagination. Because then all of a sudden you're laying around at night thinking about it. Thinking no, about it. Well, right. Pastor made me mad. Well, I just wonder what it would be like if I left the church. Well, I just wonder what if I did this. I did, mm-hmm. And you start imagining and imagining. Right. And, and, and God says that the thoughts you bring into captivity and you cast it down. He says the, the imagination, right. then you need, you need to get rid of it. Right. You need to absolutely deal with that imagination because a thought out of control becomes an imagination, Renee, but an imagination out of control becomes a stronghold. And you lay around at night and think about that and imagine that and imagine that and imagine that, and pretty soon it's not a thought anymore. It's now an imagination, and now you've given it such place, it's become a stronghold. And God said, you better pull down that stronghold. That stronghold is going to cause you some serious trouble. So that starts with a thought. It's easy to deal with a thought. But then it becomes an imagination. It's a little tougher to deal with that imagination, but you still need to do it. But if you don't, it's going to turn into a stronghold, and then you're going to have to get really serious about getting rid of that thing. Well, the enemy, an old preacher said to me one time, long time ago, he said, the, the devil wants a toehold, then a foothold, then a stronghold. And people are so ignorant of how the devil works in their lives, and they become oblivious to it till year after year after year. They keep giving in at the same place. Mm-hmm. They keep giving in at the same, same part of the battle every time. And they'll get so far into the battle, and then they'll capitulate mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. time. That's and right. and that's what if Paul wrote in Ephesians here. I guess we've got to go soon. But he says, I ask you not to lose heart. Church, ham- yes, church members lose can heart. lose heart. Yeah, don't lose heart. He said, I ask you not to lose heart. And he's referring to even the things that, that, he's, that they saw him suffering. Mm-hmm. He said, don't get discouraged because of what you're seeing me no, have to deal with. Right. He said, for this reason, and then he goes into that great prayer, in Ephesians 3, where he says, I bow my knee to the Father. Father. Well, through all that, he said that you would be strengthened. And then he goes down the church. You know, so many preachers have always uh, preached on Ephesians 3.20 that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and then goes into this other chapter (laughs) talking about every one of you are called to do the work of the ministry. But he says here uh, that God wants you to be so full of the love of God Mm -hmm. and so full of the, he says that, and that God would actually come and settle down in you. That's right. He would actually, God wouldn't just feel like he's a hitchhiker. That's right. <laughs> hitchhiking his way to heaven. Mm-hmm. But he actually feels <clears throat> like he's so comfortable in your heart yes, yes. that he does not want to leave. And Paul says that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all saints. He said the love of God in, the, in that its height, its depth, its width, its breadth. Mm-hmm. He said everything about it, not just by knowledge, he mm-hmm. says, but by actual no, experience absolutely. and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God by having the richest measure of the divine presence 
because God is able to do exceedingly yes, abundantly yes, yes. above all that yeah, you could the, ever ask the, or think according yeah. to that power yeah. that you've got the richest measure of the divine presence working on the inside sure, of you. Sure. And that's that's See, what Paul's praying here. We want you to do the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. God's given that's you right. the fivefold right. ministry to and, help and what and people train need to realize is God needs them. Right. God wants them Every one and of them. God's looking for them. Every single you know, Eze- one. Ezekiel made the statement it's in Ezekiel 22:30 says I sought for a man among them. Among them. Among that them. should make up the hedge. Should. That's what they should do. They should make up the hedge. Right. And stand in the gap before me for the land right. that I should not destroy it. And then he says, but I found none. Well. I sought for a man, right. but I found none. God's always looking for a man. He's always he sure looking is. for a woman. He said, he said, just give me one from a city, two from a tribe, and right. I'll do it. He said, to, he said to Abraham, you know, you know, yeah, if there's, if there's 50 righteous over there, I'll save it. You know, well, if there's 40 righteous, I'll save it. Well, if there's 30 righteous, I'll right. save it. God's always looking. God's always grow. looking for a man, right. always right. looking for one. He, he, he needed a David. Right. He, he needed a Saul. He needed right. a Daniel. He needed a Shadrach, Meshach, well, and Abednego. He right. needed a he needed a Jonah. He needed uh, he needed a Paul. He needed a Peter. He he needed he needed these men and these right. women that were the heroes of the Bible and heroes of faith. And he needs the people listening to us right now. If That's you're listening right. to me, he needs you. He's looking for you. That's right. He's looking for you. Don't let him go away and shake his head and say, "I found none. I found no, none." Because right. remember, there's no victory at bargain prices. There's sure not. <laughs> That's so good. That's just wonderful. And that's what God's looking for. Everybody in this day and time, Terry, can be a hero. Absolutely. Nobody needs to be the villain or the failure. Everybody can be a hero, and God can raise your standard of thinking and living. Everybody fails. Right. Everybody sure, fails. Sure. I failed. You failed. We. Everybody's failed. But the kicker with God is, is you're not a failure when you fail. No, that's right. There's Just because you that, fail doesn't that make you a, fa- a failure. You're only a failure when you quit. When you quit. Brother Bob Nichols said if that. If you just keep on going and keep <laughs> on said, going and keep on going, then you're not a failure. No. But if you stop and sit down and quit, you, you're, you're a failure. Well, you know, that that's no why... No victory at bargain prices. That's why, the I guess, you know, God wrote us a book and gave it to us and said, if you'll, if you'll learn this, study this, uh, I think it's over there in Second Timothy. Paul said to Timothy, he said, "If you lay these instructions before the brethren, both you and them will have will grow because of yeah, it." Yeah. I just think that that's absolutely marvelous how the Lord will. Well, he says, not only will you get instruction, he says, I think this is First Timothy chapter four verse six. If you lay all these instructions before the brethren, you will be a worthy steward and a good minister of Christ Jesus ever nourishing your own self on the truths of the faith and of good Christian instruction, which you have closely followed. Yeah. And I always thought that was, that, those were such yeah, noble sure. words from the Apostle Paul. Well, our time has gone for today. Yeah, I'd hate to try to make an outline of this. We have jumped and hopped all over the place. We've gone from uh, how to find a wife. <laughs> I mean, we have really gone across the, 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 the gamut here. And uh, But we do need to close and pick it up again next week. Well, we're just so glad you're there. We're honored that you gave us this time, and we believe it's going to bear a lot of fruit in your life for you because God's Word, He's determined that it will not return no, void that's right. in the lives of people. And so, let us know. Contact us. Give yeah, us a testimony. Give us a report. org is the website, and you can find our ministry schedule. You can find 
uh, order product from there. We've gotten some new things that have come out, and uh, we're excited about what God's doing. We're we're just trying to, you know, keep up with the, the vision that God's given us. We need um, help, lots of help. <laughs> we and we're need, still celebrating my. This we're is still my fiftieth year in, yeah, in ministry. Fiftieth year. And uh, our next our next missions trip, that big out, big outlay of cash and expense and, and yeah. thing that we're just. We're just pushing hell off of and getting heaven right, involved with right. is Malta. Malta, Going the to island Malta of Malta. In November, the Isle of Melita, the Bible calls it, where Paul was shipwrecked. Sits out there between Europe and yep. North and Africa. And we're just expecting pastors. I am praying. You're praying. We're believing God for pastors to come yes. from Africa. Hallelujah. From Tunisia, from Egypt, from uh, from Libya to come come from Africa. Right. And for, for pastors to come from Europe. Europe. All right, they're sitting right there with Greece and Spain and Italy. God can and do Italy, a lot of things. Uh, and just absolutely let us teach them and train them in the word of faith so they can go back and stand on that wall and be the man and woman God called them to no, be. No, that's right, that's right. But there's no victory at bargain prices. There is sure, and y'all get that. There's no victory at bargain prices. Y'all pray with us about Malta. Believe God with us about it. If God speaks to you about finances, would help us with it. We're, it's going to be a, a big cost to bring in those pastors, feed them, minister to them, talk to them. Uh, our expenses, all that. So uh, believe God with us, and uh, uh, I'm expecting a good report. When we come back in December, it'll be good reports. That's right. Well, God bless you all. We love you dearly, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.